All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. After a long delay, welcome back. It's 2022 now, new year, new show. Still just same guys here talking, having a having a great time, uh, talking big ideas, and we're going to continue it into 2022. So let's kick it off. Topic today, want to talk about role models, um, mentors, the idea of, of other people that you're modeling your life after, especially when you're really young. Um, want to share a couple personal uh, thoughts on this and turn it over to you, Lucho, to get your, your thoughts on this. But um, when when I was first starting out, you know, there were I felt like there were there were always a handful of people that I was I was looking up to, and uh, a lot of those people, you know, I, I used I used to hang out with a lot of older people when I was like you know in, in high school and college. I always hung out with people that are a few years older than me, um, but I felt like I didn't take advantage of a really cool opportunity in high school and college as much as I could have to like go out and find people who were already doing things that I was interested in. And instead, I felt like I limited myself sort of to the sphere of influence that I was in, you know, like definitely had some good role models in my teenage years, like my dad, some of the teachers, coaches, um, people at church and, and stuff like that. But I was interested in a lot of things. And I didn't take an opportunity to go like seek out mentors on specific things that I was interested in. And when I look back on on my life, like a few things that I might have actually um, done differently is like go and try and find the people that are doing something that I was already interested in that I wanted to learn more about and at least try to be valuable to them, try and try and learn as much as I can about um, the thing I'm interested in from that person so that I could get a little bit farther ahead invalidating, you know, who I wanted to be, what types of things I wanted to, to work on. Um, that's where I think one of the biggest value adds uh, for, for mentors, role models are uh, for, for young adults is, is getting a little bit of an insider take on um, sort of the different paths you might be considering. Tons of other valuable reasons um, why. Uh, but that was that was one thing that as we're talking about topics to talk about today, and and I was thinking about this one, that was one thing that jumped out to me that I I could have gotten more value out of as my team. Flip it back over to you though. What's your what's your take? Role models. Yeah, my take. I get honestly. I I want to kind of hone in on like when I think of role models, right? Like we have role models that uh we like we could access role models essentially from books too. Even. Yeah, like that's kind of like one source, right? Then you have like virtual role models, like with mm-hmm. the internet. Now you could like just connect with, you could have masterminds, like mastermind yeah. groups on like Zoom and stuff. And then that one-on-one connection that um, that you could have with somebody. And I think all three are very significantly different. Like when I was shadowing, like when I look back at my work experience, one role model that I had in particular that I yep. worked with on a day-to-day basis, like when you are in contact with somebody, like mm-hmm. literally physically, it's almost like you even pick up their mannerisms, yeah. how they talk, how they communicate, like what they li- like habits, like what they like, what they don't like. Like in, in the car business, the first thing they tell you is go shadow this guy. Just don't even say a word. Just see what he does. And you pick up the way they walk and talk and all this <laughs> other stuff. Right. So I guess the way I'm looking at it, I'm kind of just contrasting the different types of role models that mm. I have. Right. When I'm in, I have several different mastermind groups I'm a part of when I'm in those groups, it's com- like I'm. I'm not picking up mannerisms. It's almost like, like I'm connecting on like a conscious or like I'm connecting like on a different level with them almost in that, in that environment. And then the third one, historical figures or books and that type of stuff. I, 
that's almost like wisdom. Like it's like, they're all three very different experiences, but I would say like, I bring this all up because I think they all are mentors in one form or or another. What do you like? What's your take on, on like the way I I view it? Yeah, no, definitely. I think you're, I think you're right. And some color that I want to add. So like the thing about books, um, one, easy, accessible, affordable, anybody can access this and you can tap into literally the, the most brilliant minds that have ever walked on the face of the planet. You can go t- like tap into their thoughts, their points of view, hypotheses they had about the way the world is. Um, I, that's why I love to read memoirs in particular, though, is it's not just, you know, it's not just somebody extrapolating their grand like philosophy. It's like, this is me tell some, you know, either an autobiography or somebody else retelling like, this is how somebody went about their life and all the challenges they had to overcome. And it's almost those, those. so it's like that wisdom packaged in stories that I think are really, really useful templates um, as sort of like uh, one-sided role models. The limitation of books, though, that, that, um, that can be challenging is they can't talk back. Like you can't ask a book a question and then like get them to give you some insights. You kind of have to read between the lines and interpret it. And that's where... Uh, have, having some type of access to, to a living mentor. And, and again, like I'm not really big on like direct mentorship where you're like taking up somebody's time to talk about your life. And, and I've, I've worked with coaches in the past and it's been useful, but I think, um, you know, one of the things that I really like, um, in terms of like the one-on-one thing is, is when you are, um, when you have somebody who knows what you're trying to do that you, that you are sort of shadowing um, and this, this could be at various stages in your career. It doesn't always have to be when you're first starting out. It could be you moving into a different field is finding somebody who knows the ropes that you can, you can, what you're talking about, you could pick up that those mannerisms, but like you can gain um, you, ex- you can accelerate the acquisition of specific knowledge like early in my career, when I was apprenticing the CEO of a, a fast growing company, I knew I wanted to start my own business someday. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know the first damn thing about like starting a business, growing a business, what business, all of that stuff. And I had big ideas, you know, I'd had, I'd, I'd worked several jobs, but like there was so much of, of what I picked up from that, that I just had no idea. And then, you know, now being in the seat of actually being an entrepreneur, I, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I learned so much, but there was so much more that I just didn't even understand until I was in the same seat. But now that a lot of those things are, are like, wow, those lessons are cemented now and, and I can still carry them with me. And that's one of the most powerful, I think, forms of, of, sort of the the direct one-on-one is that sort of apprenticeship capacity. This is why I love what we're building so much at Praxis is like helping people, you know, plug into opportunities where they can be around other experts, um, you know, early on in their career at cool companies, competent people to then learn from. The last one um, that, that I want to touch on that you brought up is is like sort of this, this mastermind group or social media or online. So I'm not big on mastermind groups personally, um, but I love sort of, the spontaneous interaction of people who are interested in the same thing. So like real estate Twitter um, is one of my favorite, like recent uh, sort of uh, online communities, niche communities to break into. Um, you know, like I'll listen to bigger podcast podcast. I've, I've played around in their like online community or whatever, but like real estate 
online real estate or like uh, sm- hustling, small business, cash flowing business, like wealth building people on Twitter that are like, yeah, I'm not building a tech company, but like I care about building wealth. And people are like breaking down deals all the time. And they're like writing these really valuable threads. And I'm reading them and I feel like I'm getting an MBA from reading them. And, you know, I don't, I engage when I have something meaningful to contribute, but it's just not very often because some of these people are experts. And I feel like a neophyte, like I don't know a ton, um, but it's like, I feel like my vocabulary, my instincts, a lot of just knowledge I've gained just from like participating in those conversations or being a passive observer from people who are already kind of like talking about things you're interested in. That's like literally anybody with Wi-Fi can access those types of communities online. Yeah. Wi-Fi and half a brain, right? You know, what's funny (laughs) Uh, uh, when you mentioned those groups, the first I thought of was wall street bets, you know, those, Oh yeah. Those idiots that like get together. I think they like, this time last year, the GameStop stock like went crazy, right? They shut down Robinhood, bro. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of. Like, like I don't know. Like, there's so many. You could, for sure, there's people breaking down deals, but it's something as simple as like, dude, we're going to run up this stock, right? Yeah. I want to, I think you brought up, before we started this, you brought up like role models versus anti-role models, right? Yeah. And I like how you added that duality because I think life is all about duality. Yeah. I think there's masculine, feminine, there's you know, left, right, potato, potato. Um, <laughs> now, like, I want to, I want to touch base on the, like, I guess the, the anti-role model aspect of things. And I think there, what comes to mind first, when you brought that up is like, you can learn from how I interpreted anti-role model. Like you can learn from people's like mistakes and F-ups mm. too, essentially. Yeah, right? Like, like, don't do drugs, kids. Okay. But I like, if you have a family member, that's an alcoholic or something yeah. like, okay, now, you know, like, dude, don't like, just don't get addicted to whatever. I'm just using a micro example, but like in big examples as well, you always hear of, like, you know, business owners, they're doing, you know, they end up in jail because they do something stupid and they, it's taxes, there's fraud and this and that. There's a lot to learn. There's like, I think that's more valuable. I think people learn from failures way more. A lot of people learn from a bankruptcy a yeah. lot more than winning the lottery for a hundred million. Yeah. And I want to get your perspective. What is, how do you look at like anti-role models and has that played a, a big part in your success? Yeah. So there, there are a few different kind of points I want to touch on. And one of the first things you brought up this idea of like being able to learn from people who maybe did make mistakes. So one thing that I think is, is a really useful skill when you're, when you're early on, um, the earlier you can learn this, the, the better is, is kind of like not the tendency to want to throw the baby out with the bathwater when you see somebody who makes a mistake or, you know, you see the CEO that's going to jail or um, you see like Bill Belichick get wound up in some <laughs> deflate gate scandal or whatever. And you see these people who are, you know, they've reached tremendous amount of, you know, atypical success and then some type of thing surrounds them. And I think that there's this tendency to be like right off anybody that like gets associated with controversy whatsoever. And I think that that don't do that. Um, you can write off the, you know, you can hate the, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. You yeah. know, like you can, you can <laughs> right. isolate sort of these the bad decisions or, you know, or the um, don't isolate, like isolate the things you can learn from them and, and learn from those things that are actually useful without like, becoming the, the, the bad version of, of, yeah. of whatever that thing is played out. So that's one side of it. 
Right. Uh, that's one way that it can be useful is you can still learn from people, even if you don't like them, even if you don't want to become like them, you don't want to become them. Um, I think one of the most direct examples of, of anti-role models that I think of are identifying specific behaviors or tendencies in people that you absolutely do not want to become or you do not want in your life. And so you mentioned like the, the alcoholic family member or the like you got the drug using family member or something like that, or you, you have a distant friend or something like that. And you see kind of how choices play out in someone's life and outcomes you want to specifically avoid in your life. Like, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to, you know, be a person who's unreliable. I don't want to be, you know, have, I don't want any substance or something to have power over me. I should, you know, I see how this is impacting somebody else's life. I want to avoid those things. But I think that um, it doesn't always have to be extreme examples like this. I know that in my professional career, there have been so many people that I've interacted with, both colleagues, vendors, customers, people just, I've, you know, sort of professional acquaintances where sometimes it's just like, I really don't like that person. Um, like I think back to, you know, I was having a professional lunch one time and um, this one person was saying a lot of like really just distasteful things at a lunch. And I was just like immediately like, one, I don't want to be like this person too. I don't want to be near this person. I don't want to associate with them, but it's, it's sometimes those specific behaviors that, um, when you see them, it's like, I want to make sure I do everything in my power to not become like that, because that's not the, that's not a behavior that I think is, is like in line with who I want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And then what, so what, the, the very last point you brought up, like who you want to be, is that how you find, cause you can find a mentor for anything, dude. Like you could like, especially now it's like, it's mad easy because of the internet and LinkedIn and this and that, like, I guess, is that how, is that how, what, is that how you would recommend people approach finding mentors and like people they could look up to, like base it around what you like and what you want to become essentially. Is that right? Is that fair to say? I, I would say that's, that's part of it. The, the thing that I'd, I'd want to really get across, you know, if you're a young person, young professional, and you, you actually are craving mentorship is like, be aware of the cost of other people's time and, and not just their time, like their emotions, their intellectual bandwidth. Like when you are going and approaching, Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I take you to coffee for 15 minutes or whatever? Like, like most people aren't interested in that. They don't care. Like, that that's a waste yeah. of their time. It's a drain on their energy. Now it's like you're one more kind of ask or demand on their resources among the like 1500 other things that are in their inbox on their to-do list that are, that are competing for their, their time and energy and resources, let alone like they got families, they got all this other stuff going on. So what I would say is a better way to do it is one, find sort of the, the, the first degree, like people that you can observe that you don't necessarily have to like have a direct, you know, back and forth, um, two-way, uh, dialogue with, um, learn as much as you can from sort of, uh, observation and two, anytime there is somebody who has sort of specific knowledge or, or expertise that, that you want, figure out how to be valuable to them first. 
don't just go demand or, or make an ask of their time. Like you are, you are withdrawing social capital from somebody that you don't, you don't have a right to yet. Like you haven't built up any value to them. And so if you can find a way to be valuable to people who are, are already doing stuff that excites the hell out of you, like that's going to end up paying dividends more than just the, the 15 minutes of advice they might be able to give them to, because now you've built a relationship. It's not just a transaction. Like if you really care about somebody's, uh, uh, you know, the insights that they can offer, you really care about the work that they're doing, like you'll want to participate, you'll want to see them succeed. And then they'll in in, in turn, they'll want to help you out as much as they can too. Absolutely, absolutely. Some key takeaways I got, Mitchell is uh, number one, be cautious of their time, right? Yeah. Um, of whoever of whoever is spending time or investing in you, right? I think that's a I think that is a profound point. Even when I first started in my career, Obviously, you need a lot of mentors, right? Like I would just to get time with the person I was mentoring, like I would make sure like I would make sure I bring him coffee or I would make sure that like at one point his brother was working with us. So I go pick up his brother. Like I would make sure that I just show as much appreciation as I can. Right. Number two, um, the duality of uh, anti-role models and role models take away the nuggets from the anti-role models as well. Right. Yeah. And then. Number three, I guess, just the different types of mentorship you can have. So like you said, whether it's the social media groups that you mentioned with the real estate Twitter, right? And then that's obviously much different, though, than if you like literally are observing someone or mentoring them like in your in your direct first degree connections, right? Yeah. Any any closing thoughts or anything you would want to add to that? This is one small one. It's 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 such a small thing. But like I, I. I messed this up early in my career several times and and I look back and like, sometimes I got it right, but this is like such a small thing. If you do invite somebody out to lunch or you, you invite somebody out to, to drinks or whatever, and you're like, you're the one who initiates this and and you're like trying to get advice or mentorship or counseling or whatever, like pick up the tab. Don't like oh, let them do that, dude. Like it's such a small, like social faux pas to oh. not do that. Uh, but looking back at, you know, like, like usually when you're when you're you're like taking somebody out to lunch and they're farther along in life than you anyway, like they're gonna be generous and they're gonna like want to do that. And I want to be able to do that when I'm, you know, in my career too. Is like help people that haven't quite gotten to the point. But like if you're the one who's initiating it, like you gotta at least you gotta at least offer because because you're taking somebody so, else's time. It's like the the small little like it's like the same thing as writing a handwritten thank you note. Like yep. it's those little things that really make you, you stand out or they make you look like kind of an idiot. So dude, absolutely. It's, it's the disrespect, like you're gonna, <laughs> like you're investing in somebody, like it's such a small little detail, right? Just yeah. appreciation and gratitude, right? That's, that's the last point. So this has been another episode of the deliberate dropout. We will be back again soon with more wisdom, knowledge, and advice for how to get ahead in life if you are just starting out or you're dropping out of college. So you like this episode, hit subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a comment if watching on YouTube. We'll be back again soon.